Well, hello again, and welcome to another episode of the Hyperion Adventures Podcast. I'm Tom. As always, I'm with my gorgeous, super intelligent, and vacation-loving wife and co-host, Michelle. Hi, sweetie. Thank you so much. Hi, everybody. So good to have you with us. We are actually recording this episode on Saturday, February 15th, 2020. It is coming out on our normal date of Sunday, February 16th, 2020, but we had to push our recording a day ahead because we have some things in the works for something we have coming up where we are actually going on vacation in a couple weeks. I know. I can't wait. Very exciting. And we're going to be doing that tomorrow. So we pushed up the recording for this episode to today. And if you're ever wondering why I give the date of these recordings every time, it's because, well, sometimes we give stories, there's news or whatever the case may be. And some stuff... I mean, people listen to our podcast months after they're done. Sometimes it's been over a year that they've listened to our shows after they've done. And so we just kind of need to reference it. So if there's any news or any information we give out there that could possibly be out of date, we want you to know when this date happened. Right. That makes sense. And I hope nothing like major newsworthiness happens today that we miss out. <laughs> pretty funny, <laughs> wouldn't it? Yeah. That would be uh, pretty interesting. Something really breaks and we're like, ah! podcast is out there whatever (laughs) we don't need to redo it that story isn't big enough Uh, whatever universal's taking over disney what you know that's not happening that's not happening no trying to be funny yes so anyway thank you for joining us today on whatever day with this is uh in the future you can find us most everywhere you get podcasts however the very best place to find us is on our own website hyperionadventurespodcast.com and while you're there why don't you go ahead and sign up for the newsletter yeah that is a great idea actually because the newsletter quirky and fun uh is something that we really like to share with you all and it'll give you a heads up on things coming up any as we get into different contests and things you'll be first to hear about it exactly we have some stuff in the works i actually put a little slot in the newsletter this last week if you received it you know it's like stay tuned to this slot for things to come we have some things in the works that are going to be happening uh sometime within the next year i i I don't know if it'll be immediately we have a vacation coming up as i just talked about uh so it'll probably be after that but we just want to give you a heads up that you will be the first ones to know if you subscribe to the newsletter when something does happen. Right. And as we've said in the past, we're not sharing the email list with anybody. This is just for us to send something to you about our podcast. And that's all. That's it. That's it. We just want a a different way to interact with you, our Hyperion adventurers out there. We want to be a part of your life in in many more ways. And hopefully you enjoy receiving that quirky newsletter (laughs) that I send out most every week. And uh, I really enjoy putting it together. And the other way to follow us uh, is on social media. We are very active on social media. We've been doing our hashtag five star February, as a matter of fact, all we we've found that we've received so much love from our different Disney podcasts and different parts of the Disney community. We kind of wanted to pay that back throughout February. So we've been passing along five-star reviews to many of the podcasts that we enjoy that have made friends with us uh, throughout our time doing this show. And we also want you to follow through and do the same thing. Go out there and if it's our show or any other show, uh, follow through and give them a review because that's the best way for people to find out about those shows is and for them to know how 
they're doing as a podcast. Right, exactly. And that's what I was going to say. It's a great way to give them some feedback and, you know, and the same thing for us, giving us feedback. Uh, and one of the things that's also very helpful, whether it's for our podcast or somebody else, is tell a friend about them. Right. Uh, best, that's the easiest way for you to do anything is just tell your friends, look, I listen to this show. I enjoy it. They have great information. They're funny. Whatever the case may be, uh, that's a great way to let people know about any show that you enjoy. And I was mentioning this to begin with, but I kind of surprised, tangented off there, you know, <laughs> went on a tangent uh, away from it. But uh, do follow us on social media. We're very active out there. We're on Twitter at Hyperion Podcast, Facebook, Instagram, and Pinterest at Hyperion Adventures Podcast. And if you ever want to email us for any reason, including what we Part of what inspired today's topic was an email from a listener. Uh, you can always reach us at Hyperion Adventures Podcast at gmail.com. Right. It's, you know, if there's something that you have a question about uh, or topics for future episodes or anything, you know, we love hearing from you. And uh, so please take that moment if you can reach out to us. Yeah. I mean, we used uh, a couple emails for our episode last week when we did the, our five favorite Disney love songs. We got a couple of listeners that chimed in with their picks as well. Some of those came through email. Some came from social media, but we did get some from email. Really is an easy way to get in contact with us. And like I said, today's topic is inspired by uh, listener Rochelle, who was asking about Disney Vacation Club. And we're going to talk a little bit about that today. Right. Uh, and actually, I'm glad you, this kind of is a little segue into that too, is we do have a future episode coming down the road. Uh, it's not going to be immediate because again, vacation time. <laughs> but anyways. Um, yeah, can you tell we're excited for vacation? I know, and we I know. the line that we're going on vacation about five times already. But anyways, um, we are going to be doing an episode that is going to be a listener's question. So if you have any questions about anything Disney, uh, put us to the test. Or us. Or us, yes. If you have any questions about us, we'd be happy to answer those Right, as well. so send us those, you know, you can reach out to us through uh, email, as you said, at HyperionAdventuresPodcast at gmail.com or through social media. You can direct message us. Uh, but let us know if you have certain questions and uh, we'd love to have that added into our future show. Yeah, that'll be a lot of fun. I'm looking forward to that episode. As for today's episode, lots of stuff for you today, including there's a special celebration coming to Disney's Animal Kingdom Park that's going to tie directly into something that that park kind of revolves around. We'll talk about all the festivities for that. Speaking of festivities, you know, it was just Valentine's Day right. yesterday. Uh, maybe you happen to get engaged for Valentine's Day. Well, if you're looking to Disneyfy your wedding <laughs> that much more, well, Disney has something special that you might want to look into. <laughs> we'll get into that as well. But let's get to our main topic of the week. Have we mentioned vacations? <laughs> Yes, so today's episode is about vacation, but specifically it's about Disney Vacation Club. We are going to do a Disney Vacation Club 
101 episode for you today. Right. We are. We actually are kind of um, going back in the back of our brains of when we were first looking into considerations of Disney Vacation Club or DVC, as a lot of people refer to it. Um, and it's really hip. DVC. <laughs> With a DVC. Yes. <laughs> we got to be hip somehow. Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> that's not doing it. That's not cutting it. We'll have to keep looking. Right. But anyways, we know that, you know, uh, when we initially were, we didn't jump right in and mm -hmm. we thought about it and things like that. So we kind of wanted to, you know, bring up some of the things that we experienced, plus some, like you said, a listener's question and some other uh, questions we've seen on social media and put together, like you said, uh, DVC 101. Yeah. So the basics of DVC essentially is what this is. Uh, you know, we, you know, we thought about joining Disney Vacation Club for a long time. We hemmed and hawed about it. We didn't understand all the working parts of it for a while. Finally, we, you know, got in, talked to some people, uh, really delved into it, find out, found out as much as we could, and we decided to go ahead and and go through with it. And I think Michelle, you would agree, it's one of the best things we've decided yeah, to do really, for us, for, for us, us. Right. not for everybody, but it's for us. Exactly. And you know, you know, right out of the gate, one of the things, the misconceptions we had before we researched it is we thought you were going to pay for points every single year. So I, I know we're going to get into some things. I'm not trying to jump through your plan here but there you know there were things misconceptions and hopefully we can help address some of those for you as well so that it can help you make a an informed decision whether or not this is right for you or not right for you right then that's the most important thing is to make an informed decision on this this is going to if you do decide to do this it's going to be a big chunk of money it's not cheap and it's a big commitment for right. a long time we'll get into all of that but it is something you really should know as much about as you can before you decide to make that kind of commitment right and we're not here to try to suggest or sell or anything we, you know we have no ties with dvc other than what we own it for our points to vacation with but you know again just to share with you all some things that we learned along the way to help us make a decision yeah heck i mean if if you know, we have less people that join DVC. There's more resort rooms available yeah. for us. So <laughs> we're, we're definitely not pushing you in that direction necessarily, but we do want to give That's you the funny. information. So uh, let's go ahead and get started. And we'll just talk about to begin with what exactly Disney Vacation Club is. And it's basically, well, you know, you've seen it out there when you've been at the parks, when you've been at the resorts, there's almost always a station they seem like right. they're every 20 feet of <laughs> uh, somebody standing there with, you know, a big pamphlet, maybe a big sign. They usually have some stickers to give away. They're a great place to look for pins if you want to trade right. pins, a Disney vacation club. So what they are representing is uh, it's basically Disney's timeshare that's kind of revolved around staying at its many resorts. Now, uh, there are... 15 actual DVC resorts right now as we speak. 11 at Walt Disney World, which includes two at Disney's Wilderness Lodge of all places. <laughs> there's two right within there, uh, which are Boulder Ridge and Copper Creek. Uh, there's also one more Walt Disney World on the way, Reflections, which is uh, kind of going to be in between the Wilderness Lodge and Fort Wilderness right. in the old uh, River Country yeah. area. That is going up quickly. Uh, out of California, there is only one at Disneyland. It is Disney's Grand California Resort and Spa. There's also Disney's Vero Beach Resort. That's in Florida. Right. Uh, there is Disney's Hilton Head Resort, which is in South Carolina. And there's Disney's Olani Resort, which is in Oahu, 
Hawaii. So those are the resorts that if you do purchase into DVC that you can stay at. Right. Actually, there's more that you can stay at. But those are the ones that are vacation resorts that it's a point system that, you know, you you purchase so many points that you can use throughout the time frame, and those are the resorts that have points associated. Yeah, we'll talk a little bit more about uh, some of the other resorts and how you can use those points in a different way as we progress through this. But yeah, those are the main things. When you're really thinking about buying into DVC, uh, those are kind of the areas that you will be looking to book first when when you're doing that. So let's talk a little bit about how Disney Vacation Club actually works, okay? So... What happens is when you go in and you meet with the uh, DVC ambassadors and you go through the talk and everything, you are considering purchasing a allotment of points that you will be receiving every single year from them. Now, you can go anywhere from, I, I think it starts as low as 50 points. It might even be less than that, but yeah. 50 points on up to, you know, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds. <laughs> I, I don't know. Maybe you can even purchase thousands. I've never yeah, thought I about purchasing know. thousands. Right. <laughs> but maybe if you have enough money, you could purchase thousands of points. Uh, but anyway, the, uh, it, that's what you do is you're kind of trying to figure out how many points you need as an allotment on an annual basis that you will use to book these resort rooms. Now, one of the things that it doesn't do, which is great, because it's a plan that gives you a lot of flexibility. And when you think of most timeshares, like let's say you buy a timeshare in Cabo or something like that, you're securing a two-week time frame each year for that. And this isn't that. As we said, you're, you're purchasing points that give you flexibility to use at different resorts, you know, and how large are the rooms, et cetera. But you're, you're getting points that you are going to utilize kind of as, I don't know, fun money or whatever. Right. I don't know how you want to say it, but it's not, you're not buying a two week time frame at a particular resort. You're purchasing points that will let you barter how to use those throughout the year. Yeah, there's great flexibility within it, uh, within the Disney resorts and how you use them and some outside of Disney resorts too, which we won't probably get into much today, but we are going to have an advanced DVC class coming up (laughs) with some guests that know a lot more about DVC than even we do. Uh, We'll hit when we get to the advanced stuff, we'll talk to them about a lot of that. But mainly we just want to kind of focus on uh, the basics of this to begin with. So uh, when you go in and you decide, let's say I'm going to go ahead and make this commitment and I'm going to purchase into DVC, mm-hmm. uh, you will basically be buying into one of the resorts that they have available at that time. I think currently there's still Copper Creek available. Um, I think the Riviera is still available. Right. That just opened up and Olani's been available for a long time. Right. I'm thinking still purchase into them. Now, when you, when you pay for these, you can do this in many different ways. One, you can pay for all your points right up front if you want. You can pay the entire amount of what, and you're done for making major payments on that. Those are your points. You'll get them for anywhere up to 50 years, those points every year. Uh, You can also receive a loan through Disney. You can put down uh, a certain amount of down payment and then pay the rest in installments, a monthly installments as you go along. Uh, The good thing also about uh, if you do the loan is that you can pay it off at any time without penalties. So if you do... Yeah, say you don't have the money right away to 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 buy it, but you do get some money later on 
maybe you get a tax return, you can pay it off then or whatever, or you can pay a big chunk of it off then. You can pay off that loan in larger installments anytime you want, and that can help curb some of the interest rate, which is it's not credit card interest rate, but right. it's it's more than what you know maybe a normal car loan right. or definitely your mortgage will be. It's a fairly large interest rate, so if you can pay it off in advance, uh, that will benefit you. Yeah, and you're right. the The benefit of that if you do get a loan through them is that you can pay it off without uh, early penalties, which some banks do charge if you you know you pay off the loan early. They they, they may have a fee associated with it. Disney does not do that. Right. And again, when you're buying those points, it's a one-time purchase of those points. There are annual fees we'll talk about, but the points itself is a one-time cost. Even though you're going to mm-hmm. uh, get those points to use every year, it's you're buying them once. It'll seem like a large amount, especially if you think about how much you spend on a vacation for one year. Mm-hmm. It's going to seem like a large amount compared to that. But when you you know, you tabulate it out over a certain amount of years, it kind of starts to even itself out. And eventually, if you get towards farther into the contract, right. it, it you almost will will gain, uh, actually you will. You if, you if you play this thing all the way out, pay off your points and go through, uh, you will actually kind of do better than what if you were just to go on your standard vacation, depending on uh, what you tend to do as far as where you stay on your vacations, right. your Walt Disney vacations. Yeah. So that's a little vague. <laughs> I think what you're trying to say, and correct me if I'm wrong, if you look at how to use your points and based on, you know, cause, because the point consumption is, let's say, prorated based on t- the, you know, midweek versus weekends, uh, time of year, the, the resort itself, whether you're getting a studio or a one-bedroom, two-bedroom. So different things require different points for that. If you really are frugal with how you plan that, you can utilize your points to where you're actually going to, you could save money from purchasing a same kind of room. I mean, or yeah, doing a regular. Right. Mostly what I'm saying is that the the original amount that you're going to pay for these points is going to be a giant chunk of money. It's going to be a huge chunk of money depending on how many points you decide to purchase. And that will be much more than what you would think about in a one year you know, vacation. Right. So let's just say you, and this is just completely arbitrary and way low actually. Let's just say you spent a thousand dollars on your Disney vacation. Right. That is extremely low. You probably pay a lot more of that, especially right. if you're a family of four. And if you stay at some of the better resorts, or not necessarily better, but some of the bigger, more deluxe, even right. the moderate resorts, you're probably paying a lot more than that. Uh, yes, the amount you're going to pay for your points right out front is going to be a lot more than that. Right. But it's also, when you tabulate it out, $1,000 a year or whatever, it's, right. it starts to kind of pay itself off for that amount. Right. It, it, it's, I, I know I'm, I'm confusing everybody. I tend to do that, but that, <laughs> I'm just trying to tell you why when you, there will be sticker shock to begin with when you see how much these points cost. But if you do the math, if you do plan on doing Disney vacations regularly right. and my regular, I mean, basically pretty much most years, if not every right. year, uh, it, it will start to balance itself out off of that giant chunk that st- starts off when you first purchase your points. Right. Right. Okay. Okay. So what you buy into is basically what they call a home resort. I don't know if you've seen this out there on social media or whatever, what a home resort is. So you're basically buying, you, we, we, you actually will get a deed to a property like we have 
two. We actually have two home resorts right now because right. we just added on with Riviera. We I have uh, the Polynesian was our original home resort, and the Riviera is our second home resort. We actually have deeds for some <laughs> random room within those properties, like two square inches, right? Um, <laughs> So and you kind of so that's what you're doing. Those are your home resorts. Now the really besides for the deed, the only thing that your home resort really means is that, well, there's a couple things. First off, is that that resort you will be able to book eleven months out. Okay, you can still book any other Disney Vacation Club resort as well, but that you can only book seven months out. So you kind of get a jump on most people being able to book eleven months out if. If it's a resort that you really like, it's part of the reason why we did the Polynesian and the Riviera because the Polynesian puts us on the monorail and right. plus it's a beautiful resort. Uh, the Riviera is brand new and it puts us on the Skyliner right. and that gets us to. So basically, we have three of the parks covered, three of the main transportations covered between uh, Magic Kingdom right. and actually Epcot with the monorail there being at the, the Polynesian. And then the Skyliner, we have Epcot and we have Disney's Hollywood Studios right. covered for the Riviera. So we're we're kind of well positioned for whatever we decide to travel out there for. Right. And, you know, some depending on when you're buying it, sometimes you don't have a lot of choices. Right now, I think, is a, a high volume of choices and locations so say for example you purchase your points with the alani resort that doesn't mean you're stuck to the alani resort or that you have to ever go to the alani you could never go to it and still have the points and use them at the resorts at both walt disney world resort and disneyland resort it's just it's giving you one the deed <laughs> but it's more like like tom said it's giving you the opportunity to book there earlier than people who don't have that as their home property and a lot of these properties when they put them on sale they have some discounts involved with them and stuff and they're trying to push them out there and that's part of it i mean our first home resort was the polynesian uh we have not used <laughs> at the polynesian yet we are still going to do that eventually we just haven't done it yet uh but you know that's just to say that just because we purchased into that doesn't mean that that is where you have to stay you are open to any of the dvc resort right. resorts that have availability when you want to use your points. Right. And the only reason we're really pushing this is that sometimes you may not have, as I mentioned, you might not have a lot of choices of resorts to purchase points with. And we don't want you to get discouraged. You mm -hmm. can still use points at the other place. Yes. You can use them throughout, all, all through uh, these many, I, I just listed them oh, a little yeah. bit ago. Those yeah, Disney World right. Resorts, Disney California, uh, Disney's Grand California Resort, where I talked about Hilton Head, yeah, I talked Vero about Vero Beach, Beach Olani, yeah. and even at Disneyland, you can use points. You kind of have to make a special call, but because they only have kind of one DVC spot available right now at the Grand California, you can use points at the Disneyland Hotel and at the Paradise Pier Resort there. Right. You just kind of got to make a call, find out what the table is and, and just request yeah. it. But they do allow you to use that. Right. Um, and you can use it at other resorts around Walt Disney World as well. But there is a $95 fee that right. kind of gets tied into that. Yeah. But that's yeah. that's more technical than we need to really right. get into right at this moment. So. Uh, when you do purchase into your home resort, you have that spot for up to 50 years, depending on when that resort first became available for sale. So right. Riviera, we just bought into the Riviera. We have that for 50 years. Right. And uh, one thing about it is, well, you may say, well, you know, 50 years, am I going to be going to Disney for 50 years? Well, you also can give this off to your kids. You right. can, whether you 
physically pass it on to them or God forbid you actually end up having to will Will it it. Mm -hmm. to them. You can will these things to your children, to your grandchildren so they can use them in the future as well. Yeah, no, that that's true. And that makes sense. Yeah. So that's, that's kind of important. So, um, you are also at top of this money. I know that there's, you know, obviously you're going to look at this and you're going to, as I told you, you're going to get sticker shock when you first see how much these points cost. Um, but there is also an annual fee that is going to be paid on top of that, that you need to know about. No matter if you pay your sum off to begin with, or if you have the loan, there is going to be another fee. It's kind of sort of a, like a homeowners association fee right. almost uh, that kind of pays for you know maintenance of the resorts and stuff like that. That's kind of paid every year right. annually, and it depends how much that is going to be. Depends on one how many points you have. Right. Two, what your home resort is. That's another where, part where your home resort matters. So for this year, let's just say the dues. I just looked this up. The dues range from. Uh, $6.27 about per point for the Alani Resort, Mm -hmm. all the way up to if you're, there's, if you bought into Vero Beach at a certain, past a certain date, uh, they go up to $10.10 per point for Vero Beach. The average, I worked this out for them all, you know, putting them all together, the average is about $7.68 per point. Um, using that average, it would be about uh, $1,152 for 150 points. If you say we're to buy into 150 points, right. it'd be about right now $1,152 for the year for your homeowners association fee. Right, right. So, so kind of give you an idea of like, okay, you also have to weigh that on top of it. If it's right for you, knowing that that is also another amount you're going to be paying. Right. Uh, keep that factored into this. It's not, yes, you will have that lump sum, but there's this other amount you're going to be paying as well. Uh, you do get an allotment of points every year. You can use those points however you want, as we talked about for that year. Uh, and how many points you're going to need per stay uh, is based on several factors, almost very similar to if you're actually, uh, you know, paying for a room at the resort. So it's length of stay, obviously, what days you stay on, you know, so uh, your resort choice, obviously. So saying staying at the uh, Grand Floridian Resort is going to be a little different than staying at Old Key West Resort. Um, uh, It's going to be obviously your room choice. Do you want a deluxe studio? Do you want one bedroom villa, two bedroom villa, grand villa? You know, there's all sorts of different possible choices. The time of year. So obviously if you're going to stay maybe like the first couple of weeks in January, that's going to be a little different than if you're staying in the middle of spring break or Christmas right. and your point totals. Right. So here's what the point range is that I looked up on the point chart for 2020. Uh, the cheapest for this year was you could have stayed at Disney's Key West Resort anywhere within January, Sunday through Thursday night. That would have been 10 points per night for a deluxe studio. So if you five five nights, that's 50 points essentially. Right. Right. That would have that it would have taken you so Sunday through Thursday. The highest (laughs) for this year is at Disney's. Yes, it's the Disney's (laughs) Polynesian Resort, our home resort. Uh, If you wanted to stay in a two-bedroom over-the-water bungalow on either spring break or the Christmas season on a Friday and Saturday (laughs) and or Friday and Saturday night, that's going to cost you 227 points per <laughs> night, okay? That's a lot of points. It is yeah, a, lot a lot of points. points. Actually, it's less points than I was thinking it was going to be, but it is a lot of well, points. Well, I mean, yeah. two nights, that's 544 points. Well, yeah, if you say points. two nights, yeah. yeah. <laughs> if you go to one night, it's basically going to take up pretty much your allotment of points just to stay one night there. But right. 
Uh, if you did, but you know, the good news is that, you know, as you're figuring these things out on how many points you want to spend, uh, you can use all your points in one year or you, if you don't happen to use them, you can, what they do called banking them. You can bank them and use them in the next calendar right. year. So if you have any points left over that you didn't use, uh, you just bank them at a certain time of year. They're, your uh, DVC ambassador will tell you all about that. And then you, you need to use it within the next calendar year, but you can push them forward right. and use them for the following year if you'd like. Right. And you can also borrow points. Yes. So if you say you have a year where you're going uh, an extra time or two, or you have some more family coming and you want a bigger room or whatever the case may be, or you just want to stay at a really nicer resort or whatever, you can borrow points from, uh, I think it's up to two years moving forward right. if you so desire and move them into those year. And so you can you can book that bungalow if you want by usually <laughs> taking your points. Well, even if you have only 50 points, you're probably still not going to be able yeah. to do that, but you could uh, if you have more points. So it uh, kind of gives you some more options on, you know, look, this year we kind of, you know, we've been staying in deluxe studios, but I really want to do one of those nice one bedroom right, villas. Right. Uh, I'm going to borrow a few points. I don't think we're going to go as much next year. I'm going to borrow a few points. Or, you know, this year we you know, we didn't go as much as we normally do. Let's just put those in the bank. Next year we can go crazy when we go out right. there because we have all these extra points. Exactly. So it kind of allows you a little more flexibility in how you want to work with it. And it's also something to consider when you're deciding how many points you want to purchase on that initial buy-in to DVC. Right. I mean, and, you know, different people approach that differently. Like some people say, okay, with our family, we would buy points that we estimate. Let, let's say you're, you're not a local, you know, you're, you're traveling, you only get to travel once a year to Disney World. And you might say, okay, we spend, you know, uh, nine days at Disney World. You know, what would be the points we would need for that time frame? And that's how some people determine it. However, keep in mind, you don't have to use your points like that. You can use your points for one day. You can say, okay, I'm just going to go overnight. Yep. And I just want to use one night and it's a Tuesday night in, you know, a low season. And like you said, it could be one of those 10 point things. And then I have my other pool of points that I can use other times. And again, you can use it one day at a time or you can do it blocks of time. So yeah. it, it, that's where you get the flexibility over a regular timeshare. That's what I think makes the convenience of it. And it's all on their website. You can be looking at this and playing around with different things. But um, that's what, you know, is with the point system, a more, you know, family friendly or anybody friendly methodology of trying to use this timeshare because you can just do it very sporadically or or however you choose to. Right. And, you know, it, it, when you're buying into this, you know, what I would suggest is kind of looking into when do you normally travel with your family to Walt Disney World? First of all, before you, when you decide on this, you have to decide on, look, is, and again, we're going to get into this more in our advanced class, but you can use more Disney, these points in other vacations around the world. But mostly when you're buying into this, you're committing yourself to Disney vacations regularly right. uh, for the next many, many years. <laughs> right. So, you know, kind of figure out when do you normally go? How busy is that? Look at the points charts. They're fine. You can find them on the DVC website. You can find them on different websites throughout the internet. Uh, look at the point charts, kind of figure in, okay, this is the time of year I normally travel. This is how many points it would take to stay in 
you know, whatever. whatever resort you'd prefer to stay in, whatever, you know, and kind of figure out from there. And that's kind of the, where I think your base point is if you're trying to figure out how many points I should start off with going into this. Right. You know, and, and basically when you're looking at this, I mean, if you typically use the value resorts or you go off property and you're, you know, reducing your room costs for that, this isn't like that. This mm-hmm. would be more in the category of moderate or, you know, or above type of resorts. Um, and and you may like that. You know, you may want to say, okay, this is, yeah, I'm committing to this, but this is what would be good for our family. Or, you know, maybe now that the, you know, you might have kids that are getting older and becoming tweens or whatever, you might say, this is better than, you know, staying off property or staying at one of the value resorts because everybody's larger and, you know, there's more, there could be more space. You have some other conveniences of, you know, even in the studios having, you know, like a mini fridge or microwave, you know, kind of like a wet bar kind of situation, coffee maker, etc. So it might be a bump up, but it might be something that fits what your family is growing into doing. Yeah. So let's go, since we're kind of leading that way, let's get into the other perks outside of just the resorts that you get to stay at and everything that come along with being a member of Disney Vacation Club. First off, and we'll start right off the bat, the rooms are a little bit bigger, at least. Mm -hmm. Even the deluxe studios, which is the smaller ones, those are bigger than most of your standard hotel rooms at the Disney resorts. So you have a little more space right from Jump Street to go out there. They also have a kitchenette in there so Mm -hmm. uh you can kind of get some either what if you're driving down you can bring food with you and have it there and be able to prepare a few meals in the kitchenette while you're there Uh, if you do a one bedroom villa or above they have a full kitchen right so you can if you're driving down you can bring food with you uh there's also some services that will deliver food to the resorts there even Uh, disney has grocery delivery so you can kind of you know order that ahead of time and they'll just deliver it right, right to you. There is a small fee for having it delivered to your room, but it, it, it will save you a lot of money. Uh, if you don't mind, if you're looking to kind of cut out a couple meals here and there at the parks by being able to cook within your room. Right. I mean, like one of the things we, we like to do at, you know, even when we're not staying on a, you know, the, the vacation club resorts is it's, it is nice and convenient if you can have a little something in the room before you go out, whether it's for breakfast or just something light to tide you over if you're going to go, especially, let's say you have a uh, breakfast reservation somewhere, you know, but to have that coffee, you know, and if you want milk or creamers with it and, or tea and, you know, maybe just something light to have in the room, having that refrigerator, that little refrigerator or, or toaster to, you know, toast up something and coffee maker right there, it, it can really help, you know, like you said, saving money from buying all those things at a, at one of the restaurants, or you could at least more conveniently as everybody's getting ready, have something light to hold you over. Right. If you're having, you know, if you're already eating other meals out at the resort, at the uh, parks uh, or in the resorts, uh, if you're at, if you can cut a little bit off of that by having breakfast every morning, say if, it, especially if you like something light, like, you mm-hmm. know, just a, you know, a bagel or cereal and milk, right. you know, or something like that, something simple, uh, it can save you, it, it can end up saving you money over the long run. So it's just kind of one of those things to put into the equation as well. Also put in the equation that if you go for a one-bedroom villa or above, 
there is a full washer and dryer mm-hmm. in every room. Now, I know you'll say, why would I want to do laundry <laughs> when I'm on vacation? Well, let's talk about being in Florida in August and right. September. <laughs> And let's talk about how much less you can pack on your trips uh, just by able to do a load of laundry every once in a while, you know, and right. especially if you have a lot of kids and you go through a lot of clothes during the day, whatever the case may be, it is a benefit to you. You also have access to a laundrette if you're in a studio there. But if you're in a one-bedroom villa or above, it's so wonderful to just be able to... You right know, there. <laughs> throw a few things that close there on a vacation. You can just pack so much less, especially now when you're, you know, airlines are charging for a lot of checked bags right. and stuff. You know, if you can put it all in a carry on and take it with you because you don't need to pack as much. Right. It's really, really nice. Yeah, it, it is. It's, it's a real nice convenience. And like you said, you do have access to free laundry services in the sense that the machines, you still have to supply your own. Uh, laundry detergent, et cetera. Um, but if you're staying in the one bedroom, you have that in your room and they do give you enough for like usually two loads right. of laundry detergent uh, for that. So yeah, I mean, those are some other things that you can think about, but that's really a nice convenience. And again, these points are mix and match. So you can say, okay, uh, let's say you and I want to go on a romantic getaway, you know, for a weekend and we might want something you know, very simple because we're going to be really spending time out in the parks or other places or going out to dinner. We might say, okay, the studio, mm-hmm. you know, is sufficient because we got the bed, we got a couch, we have, you know, for a sitting area, a little table and chairs and, you know, can have our coffee there and stuff like that. Uh, or if we're going to be spending more time there or traveling with Scott and something, we might say, oh, let's do the one bedroom. So yeah. it's great that you can mix and match those points throughout the year. Mm-hmm. Exactly right. That's And we even within a trip, if you want to transfer to a different hotel or a different resort or right. within the same resort, you can you know start with a studio, move to a one bedroom or vice versa or, or whatever the case may be as you, as you go through. You can right. kind of mix it up on your trip and stay at different resorts. And we did that on our last trip. We stayed, uh, Bay, we bookended Bay Lake Towers staying there, <laughs> which is, by the way, still our favorite, favorite. place to stay. Uh, and then in the middle, we wanted to check out the Riviera because it was brand new. It was our new home resort. You know, we wanted to check it out. Right. Uh, and we're happy we did. We enjoyed that too. So uh, you can kind of mix and match how you want to do right. it. So um, one other, another perk that's a big perk in my regard, especially if you either like to rent a car or if you drive down there, is that if you are staying on DVC points at a DVC resort on property, you do not pay for parking, right? Uh, which is a big perk nowadays. We know how much it can cost to park yes. now at the Disney resorts now that they've added that on. Well, you will not have to do that as a DVC member. So that will end up saving you, especially on a, you know, a full trip, right. a, a lot of money. Exactly. Uh, now, as far as uh, tickets and annual passes, uh, currently there are no discounts for just single tickets. So sometimes those pop up for DVC members, but there are none right now. However, uh, there are discounts for annual passes, which if you're going regularly anyway, you may want to look into it, right. investing into. As a matter of fact, it's almost $300 of savings off of a Platinum or a Platinum Plus annual pass. Right. Uh, also... Uh, you can purchase the gold annual pass, which is only available for Florida residents right. and DVC members. That right now is going for $719 uh, per pass. Uh, it includes theme park parking, 
Uh, Photo Pass is involved in yeah. that as well. And uh, the only blackout dates for that are spring break and Christmas time. Right. So if you're not planning on going during those times, the busiest times, uh, that may be a pass you might want to consider. Right. I mean, and that's one of the things that we really like uh, because we can't, we're, we're not residents of Florida, we wouldn't get that otherwise. So this is a, a tremendous savings for us to, cons- you know, when we're, because we're DVC members. Yeah. See, it's that, that deed we have. See, we own that small piece of property in Florida. We must be Florida residents. We get to buy the gold pass. So uh, other discounts that you get around the Walt Disney World Resort, you get a 10% discount at many Disney dining locations. Uh, so that can come in handy. If you do go out to eat out, 10% will add up quickly. That doesn't include alcohol, but it does include uh, on most beverages and food, right. non-alcoholic beverages and food. At, like I said, most of the dining establishments throughout the, the, the resort. Right, right. You know, and speaking of dining, you can also still through DVC reservations, you can still participate in the dining plans. Yes. Uh, currently, there are no discounts on the uh, Disney dining plan right. for DVC members. Uh, but you can still, if you do like doing the dining plan, you still can arrange to do that. Uh, and like I said, there is no current discount on that. However, there is a $25 discount off of Tables in Wonderland, mm-hmm. which is kind of another uh, discounted Disney dining thing. Yes, you're still paying a fee for your meals. You're still paying for your meals, but you're getting discounts not only on your food, but on your alcohol purchases. Right. If you do like a, a cocktail or an alcohol, an adult beverage here and there, uh, that can add up for you too. So that, that will maybe something that might uh, tilt you to possibly doing as well. Right, exactly. Yeah. Uh, there are, is a 20% discount on most Disney merchandise at Walt Disney World at some of the Disney shops throughout the, mm-hmm. the parks and, and resorts and stuff. So that's another benefit. If you'd like to walk away with some souvenirs on your Disney trip, 20% off is a, believe yeah. me, when you look at the price of something, you're like, huh, I don't know if I want to buy that. You're like, oh wait, I get 20% off of it. <laughs> uh, that might, <laughs> that <laughs> will help you for good or for bad right. a lot of times. So we have much more stuff in our house than is Disney because of the fact like, oh, you know, it's not so bad because we get 20% off. <laughs> we can buy more. Yes. Uh, also, you get discounts on uh, several different experiences throughout the Walt Disney World Resort on tours, some of the uh, dining packages for the you know the, the nighttime spectaculars right. and stuff. They give you discounts on some of those. Uh, you do get, and this is one of the real perks of being a DVC member, is exclusive access to the DVC lounges, one at Epcot. It's right mm-hmm. above Journey into Imagination with Figment, you know, the uh, kind of the pyramid Pyramid. there uh go upstairs there it's a wonderful place on a hot day to get down sit down rainy day or a rainy day sit down just cool off for a little bit they have uh free beverages there they come around with snacks there are places to charge your phones and other things uh they have some video games for the kids to play and it's just a nice place to take a load off for a little while when you're at epcot uh we use it virtually every time we go. right yeah i mean the the beverage station is one of those where you can mix and match different yeah, things into your fun. sodas you know it's yeah it's always fun uh also the top of the world lounge above bay lake towers which is a wonderful place to get some small bites some good cocktails and some non-alcoholic beverages and then at night it's a wonderful view into magic kingdom to check out the fireworks um they even will 
if you if you have a table there, you, you go out to the fireworks. They'll put a little sign holding your table right. and whatever for you. So when you're done watching the fireworks, you can go back in. Your table's there and everything. It's a great spot. We love. That's another spot we hit at least once. Right. Not like five times. Every time we're at <laughs> Walt Disney World is the top of the world lounge. Yeah, it's spectacular. And that is a, a perk that, you know, is only for vacation club members. And you do have to be staying on property mm-hmm. at the time to use it. But... I mean, that's when you would use it, right? Yeah, yeah. So uh, those are a lot of the perks. Now, I'm not going to say that Disney Vacation Club doesn't have snacks. There are some that you need to weigh into this when you'd consider whether you want to purchase into this. And we'll start with, well, room cleaning, okay? If you're the one who wants a nice, tidy, made-up room every single day, <laughs> that doesn't happen with DVC. It's uh, They do it every four days, I believe, is what it is. Is yeah. that correct? It's, it's about that. Depends on like how long your stay is which day that they would do it, you know, like if, so if you're staying longer, they, you know, they break it up. Yeah. They do come in and take out trash virtually every day. So you won't have a lot of trash kind of hanging around and you can request things if you so desired, if you need some things occasionally and you can pay more. If you do want your room cleaned every day, you can pay, ask to do that and pay a fee and you can have your room cleaned every day. But if you don't care so much about having your room tidied up every single day, then it's not a problem for you. And there usually are a lot of, you know, if you're worried about towels, they usually stock the towels pretty well there. So that's not a bad thing too. Right. I know that that was actually one in my head, big drawback when we were doing this. I mean, it wasn't the, you know, make or break decision point, but it was a disappointment when I first heard that was the situation. Um, but then as we've done it, I've actually kind of learned to really like it. One, you know, I don't have to worry about, oh, is, you know, where's everything in the room? Did I, you know, put something in the safe and, and stuff like that? I mean, I just know that it's it's okay. We also tend to be people who, especially when it's, if we're going when the hotter months, which are about 11 months of the year at uh, <laughs> Walt Disney World Resort. You know, go a little early as the either the rain comes later or the heat really hits its peak. We kind of come back. We'll take a little rest and then go back out in right. the evenings a lot of times. Uh, it's nice to not have to worry about, will the room be done? Will they have been right. in the room it's or whatever true. when we get yes. back? Especially if we want to take a nap or something. Uh, you know, if you've got up for... You know, 4 a.m., 4.30 a.m. <laughs> to go try and get on Rise of the Resistance or whatever. <laughs> right. You're going to want maybe possibly that nap later in the day. You don't have to worry. It's kind of one of the things I enjoy. It's like I don't need to think about whether or not they're going to be in cleaning the room when we right. get back from the parks for that little bit of time to get back and a snack, take a rest, maybe take a shower because it's 95 and 150% <laughs> humidity or whatever the case may be. So that's kind of – I kind of enjoy that right. personally. Yeah. So. yeah, like I said, I – it did not end up being something that was for mm-hmm. for us a bad thing. But again, if you're somebody who you know uses all the towels and you want them refreshed every single day, then you you could weigh that into the equation or you know consider purchasing that right. You know on, exactly. on any given. You wouldn't have to do it for the whole time. You could make that decision on a case by case basis visit. Right. And they also have other things like say if you use up all the coffee in the room and they haven't refreshed that because you haven't, you haven't, you haven't remade the room, you can purchase small things of coffee packages right. or whatever that, you know, it's only like five, 10 bucks. I can't remember right, what yeah. it is, but uh, to get like three or four coffees to make it through. You can also go down. Uh, the one good thing about the gift shops at any of the DVC resorts is they have a, a wide array of, a wide array of different foods and uh, different things that you might need in your room, including 
just simple packets of coffee for the right. coffee coffee maker or whatever that you can purchase for like a buck, buck fifty or whatever. Um, but also like if you want to go down there and get some snacks, get some cereal, get some milk, all that stuff. Yeah, juices, that, a lot of right. microwave kind of foods it, too. Yeah, uh, they have. A, it's almost more. Yes, they have their regular gift shop gifts, but they also have. Uh, plenty of stuff that you might want to stock up on it for your kitchenette or your kitchen or whatever the case may be. Right. And what's really nice too is they also have wine there for sale. And so what are you it, saying we like to <laughs> indulge well, and beer, indulge too. Once beer in and wine. But you know, like a lot of times if you're staying in a hotel and you f- figure, oh my God, to buy hotel wine or beer, it's going to cost an arm and a leg. It may cost an arm, but not. Not your leg, too. Not and a leg. No. Side which arm? But, but do I want an arm or a leg? Which right. I mean, do I it's, want to lose? it's probably I not going to be. I guess I got to walk through the park, so I guess I got to keep my legs. It's not going to be as cheap as what you could probably buy when you're at home, but it's not going to be as expensive if you're as if you were staying at you know maybe another type of off-premises luxury resort or something. Yeah, I like actually that find that purchasing the bottles of wine in the gift shops there to be. You know, yes, it's more expensive than if you're purchasing it at your local store at home, but it's not ridiculous. Right. It's not like what you would get for like some restaurant prices. Yeah, and stuff exactly. Not at all. It's not, not bad at all. Yeah. At all. Uh, you, another, you know, drawback you need to consider, and we talked about this a little bit already, is that you need to be committed to basically doing Disney vacations as a regular thing for a long time. Now, you can, as I talked about a little bit ago, uh, there is another timeshare company that has kind of partnered with Disney called RCI there you can book some things kind of at locations around the world as well using your points it's a little more tricky we're going to talk with another couple that have done that in a future episode it's more advanced but basically just know look you know I decided we're going to go we go to Disney a lot we've done it for several years we're going to continue to do it in the future uh that kind of needs to be your commitment to if you decide to do this if you kind of like get washed out on Disney as your vacations. You know, the kids grow up, you're not, you know, you're, you're going for the kids and maybe not so much for yourself. Then you might want to not go into this because it, it kind of, it does commit you to making sure that that is a regular part of your vacation rotation. Right. And I mean, again, you could do it that, uh, where you're banking and borrowing and then, you know, skip years and do, longer or more trips on one year and not go another year, you know, th- there's ways to do it. But as Tom mentions, you, if you're looking at this, you're looking predominantly that you're going to have a trip or two to Disney. Yeah. Uh, that's pretty much what your plan kind of has to be when you do this commitment for the next 50 years or so. Now, again, you don't have to go every year. You can bank points you can go every other year, whatever the case may be. Uh, you can do it however you want, but just know you're still going to probably have to use them in some way, shape, or form. Now, there are ways to sell points and do some other things. You can rent points out right. to people. There are ways to kind of, uh, if you don't use your, find yourself using those points, you can arrange to use them in a different way, but that gets a little tricky. Um, best thing to do is just plan that, you know, look, I, I go to Disney every year, sometimes a couple times a year, you know, maybe this is worth it. Right. You know, the other thing that's helpful too, and something we did is we actually talked to multiple people who had DVC, you know, some were people that we knew family members. Others were people that we met throughout travel time that we would meet them from either on the Disney cruise line or at a park or something like that. And, you know, we heard 
over and over. Obviously, people who had done it had done their research and, the, and they loved it. We never heard anybody say, oh, I wish I hadn't done that. But again, we were meeting up with people fans who are Disney fans. Yeah. So, um, so bottom line, is DVC right for you? Well, I mean, that's up for you to decide. Uh, right. Go through everything we talked about. Talk with the ambassador. If nothing else, uh, go and meet with them. As long as if you have any willpower at all, <laughs> uh, go and meet with them because you, you usually will get some sort of Disney gift card out of it. Sometimes they give some fast passes to right. or whatever. And it's worth finding out more about what goes into it, how much it costs, all sorts of different things. What the They, they can explain the advantages even more than we can here. Uh, but, you know, oh, one thing I didn't mention is that if you do purchase into this, in everybody, we, we, you know, I mean, if you go to these timeshare presentations or whatever, and especially you're on a Disney vacation, it's been a great week out of Walt Disney World, and you're so excited, and you go there and you start talking with these people, and this sounds fantastic, and you get home and you thought, you're like, what did we just commit? To? You know, I mean, I don't know if that's the right idea. When the euphoria, the vacation euphoria wears off, you do have 30 days right. to cancel out on this. So if you kind of jump the gun and decide when you got home, like maybe this isn't the right thing for us, you can still back out of it. You don't have to commit that very day, you know, or even if you do commit that very day, you still have a little cooling off period to kind of uh, go through and get out of it, you know, in, in case it's, you, you, like I said, it, Disney euphoria is a real thing. Right. And especially as you're getting sad when the trip <laughs> is about to end, you're like, oh, we need to start planning for our next Disney trip. You know what? DVC is a great way to start planning for our next <laughs> Disney trip. Uh, if, if, it's, if you get home, do the math and it doesn't work out for you, uh, you can cancel within, I believe it is 30 days. Right. And they're, you know, they are very open and honest about that. So it's not like, oh, I'm glad I heard, you know, Tom and Michelle mentioned that. No, they will tell you that uh, up front. Because again, they don't want to have um, somebody do something and there becomes a problem mm -hmm. later on. And um, I think, you know, like most realtors or whatever, they can sense somebody who's you know, making a, a, an informed decision and they know that they're going to stick with that, mm -hmm. if, whatever their decision to, to purchase or not to purchase. Anyway, yeah, exactly. So it, it, is Disney is Disney Vacation Club right for you? Again, go there. If you're thinking about it, meet with them. It's worth it. If you decide that day, like I said, you have a way to back out of it if you change your mind. Uh, otherwise, you know, go and do the math. Either whether you do the math before you head out there and meet with them or whether you do the math, meet with them, Find out how much it's going to cost and do the math. Go home and do the math and then recontact. Believe me, they'll give you all the information to contact them right. again and sign up if you want to not jump for it right at that point. Uh, that's the most important thing. Weigh it out. Take every pro and con. Do the math. Again, you know your financial situation. You know your vacation preferences. I would say that if you go pretty much every single year and do like a week at Disney at Walt Disney World and stay at a moderate or above, you may really want to consider this as a possibility, something you want to do. If you go more than once a year or even maybe not necessarily every year, but you know, occasionally you do a couple trips a year, to me, it's a no-brainer right. uh, that you probably should do this. Again, it's your situation. You know your financial situation. You can decide from that. Right. You know, it's interesting how I found my perception of how to use the points change actually fairly quickly over time. Um, when we first got the points, you know, it's like, okay, 
you know, what, what amount of points for us do we think is going to be what we need and everything. And I was, I would calculate, I have the calculations. Of, I know you do. I do. Spreadsheet. I, I do have spreadsheets, you know, and what I calculated in is, okay, what is our, you know, we know, not necessarily what was our upfront cost because that, that upfront cost is paying for the points for 50 years or right. whatever. But looking at how much are we spending every year with the annual fee? And then also looking at what would I pay or what would we pay if we were to purchase that room, you know, like if we were to just, you know, do a regular room reservation and, you know, I'd figure, okay, we typically stay in a, you know, regular, like what would be equivalent to their deluxe studio room and, you know, how much would we pay if we were to be staying, you know, like if we were going to be at the Contemporary versus at Bay Lake Tower, what would be the fee? What would be the cost? And how many points should it use? And, and I did all that calculation and I always thought I'm going to be so frugal, you know, once in a while we might splurge, but going to be really frugal. I want to get the most out of every single point. And over time I've realized the joy we've gotten out of some of the splurges to say, you know what, we don't have to be super frugal, you know, whether we reduce our stay by a day or two and really have a better room. And then another example is with our son, Scott, you know, and we've talked about him in the past, you know, he has Down syndrome and autism. And sometimes just having that additional space, you know, having another room where the, you know, where he can go watch a different thing on TV or have his own space is brings so much more joy that it's like, okay, now we're more often looking at when can we more economically do the one bedrooms because it makes him more re- at ease then it gives us the benefit of having the the washer and dryer in the room and then we look okay all right let's be more frugal in other things maybe we can do you know a dinner several times throughout the trip as well as breakfast and cut costs that way and so you may find that you've chosen your points based on something and then that could evolve. And I think as we listen in the future to our our upcoming guests and their segment, that we may even find more ways to utilize that. Again, it's all about having joy and happiness. Yeah, I'm actually looking forward because I think we're going to learn uh, some things from our guests because they've much more experience than DVC than even we are. And so that's going to be a fun episode. But again, you know, as far as whether it's right for you, you know your situation. We can't tell you what to do on this. But I do think if you are making Disney as a regular part of your lifestyle, going to Disney at least once a year, staying in a moderate or above, or if the kids are growing up and you can't quite fit in that regular hotel right. room anymore, uh, you may want to look into this as, as a possibility. Uh, you know, And we, oh, by the way, are happy to answer any questions sure. uh, that you might have about this. Uh, feel free to email us, Podcast at gmail.com. We can, uh, you know, answer anything. And if there's some things we can't answer, like I said, just in a few weeks here, we're going to have a more advanced DVC episode. (laughs) Uh, So there's some things that they can probably go over. They might be able to hit things from a different way, explain things in a different way. We're going to have DVC duo. Yeah, I can't wait. Nate and Serena. Yeah, Nate and Serena from DVC duo who do a great blog. Uh, They also are really fun on social media. You should follow them and check them out. We're going to have them on in a few more weeks here to kind of, do the advanced 
this is this is DVC 101. That's going to be advanced DVC, and that's going to be a fun episode. And I'm sure we're going to learn some things as well from that. Yeah, definitely. So, again, I hope you feel that this has been helpful to you in terms of giving you some things to consider, some pointers, just in the decision making. Um, again, once you talk to people, you know, or talk to the the agents there, they'll give you or advisors. Uh, I'm not sure what they're called. I, I think they're ambassadors, but oh, okay. I'm not positive of what their title actually is. But right, I know at the end they are guides. Have, I think because we have a guide. You know, yeah. firstly they told us like, you know, who's your guy? And I'm like, who's my guy? Like, <laughs> no guide. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, we got a guy. No, we we got a guy now. Yeah, (laughs) we have a guy who's a guide, right? Um, But anyways, talk to them. You know, I don't consider that they are pressure salespeople. I mean, obviously they want to make a sale, um, but it's not like an intense pressure. You don't feel like with the traditional timeshare pressures that you know don't leave. You can't leave the room. You know. Yeah. Oh no, it's not like that at all. And what's really nice throughout there, the, you know, they, the way they structure the visit, you know, they give you information and they walk, they give you time alone that you can talk together and develop either more questions or just have some time where somebody's not sitting in front of you waiting for you to make a decision, you know? And so I, I always appreciated that, that it, I didn't feel like it was a pressure sell. I mean, part of it, I think we went in pretty much deciding we were going to do it it was just no kinda... the first time we did it we were not convinced we we decided yeah, oh, that's kind of, true. And we were like but the, he clarified a lot of things that right. were misconceptions that we had and when those were clarified we're like you know what this makes sense right we're going to walt disney world every year you right. know sometimes a couple times a year it totally made sense for us we like a little more luxury every once in a while, being able to do that every once in a while. Like you said with Scott, have that extra space once in a while. Also, you know, the fact with him that, uh, you know, I mean, because of his, you know, he does have some limitations because of his Down syndrome and his autism. And we can only, it can get a little too intense at the parks at times. It can be when it's really hot. He can, you know, he doesn't really keep himself out of the heat, keep right. himself hydrated really well or whatever. So, we tend when he's with us to spend more time in the room. So having a little bit nicer room That's when true. you're going to be in the room, yes. you know, it's, so it was kind of all those things thrown into the equation, which made it right for us. But again, we went in there and thinking, all right, we'll listen to what we have to say, but I'm not sure this is going to be right for us, but at least we'll know for sure. We'll have it clarified for us. And right. when they clarified it for us, we're like, duh, <laughs> this is what we needed. Now, now I'm not saying that's the way it's going to go for you, uh, but that's the way it went for us. That's funny. Because I think I had probably, maybe I was more already pretty much deciding we'd do it because we had talked to a lot of people uh, ahead of time. And I think I was probably more towards it. I think the struggle I was having was how many points to get mm. and figuring out. Which we didn't decide then because we added on. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, we didn't know at the time that the Riviera was coming out. You Actually, know? when we first bought in, I think we would have had a, a, a decent amount of points to get us through. But now we have enough because of the fact that we do like to get one bedrooms or whatever. Right. We decided, you know, hey, let's up our points a little bit. Plus get the Riviera right. and everything that now we can go more often. We could afford it. So let's go ahead and, and add a few more points on. And then right. we can do the one bedrooms more often when Scott's with us or when we just want some more luxury for ourselves. Sure, exactly. So 
you know, again, uh, wait for yourself. Again, we are happy to answer any questions you might have about this. Please, please email us. Again, we have DVC Duo coming on. They'll have some great answers for your questions. Hit us up, HyperionAdventuresPodcast at gmail.com. So that was our main topic of the week. If we didn't confuse you enough, now let's get to our <laughs> Disney stories of the week, which I'm sure will confuse you equally. Oh, man. <laughs> I guess we're up for the challenge, yeah. honey. <laughs> yes. For, we are always up to the challenge to confusing our listeners. That is, <laughs> that's one of my specialities. Yeah. Yes. You do it so well. So, uh, let's start off at Disney's Animal Kingdom Park. Then they are throwing an Earth Day party and... You're invited. Wow. I know. Isn't that exciting? It is. Uh, This from the Disney Parks blog. What happens when the 50th anniversary of Earth Day and the 25th anniversary of the Disney Conservation Fund converge on the same day? What? Well, of course, they throw a party. From April 18th through the 22nd, Disney's Animal Kingdom will host special entertainment and activities throughout the park, culminating in an all-day extravaganza on Earth Day, April 22nd. Isn't Earth Day when Disney's Animal Kingdom Park opened? I want to say that that's also its birthday. I'm not sure on that. but I'm not sure either. Fact check us on that. All right. So each day the festivities includes a stellar lineup of expert speakers. Again, this is from the Disney Parks blog. If it reads like a brochure, it pretty <laughs> much is. And entertainment, behind the scenes tour, specialty food and beverage, limited edition merchandise signings, character greetings, photo opportunities, special wilderness explorers, activities for kids, and more. There's a lot of stuff going on during those Wow. Days. Yeah. So fact. Check. You're correct. It did open on Earth Day, April 22nd, 1998. I thought that was correct. It kind of makes sense for it to open on Earth Day since it is a kind of a very much park about, you know, nature and conservation and the world and everything. I thought that that was the case, but I'm glad you fact-checked me on that, so I wouldn't be incorrect. Uh, Anyway, also to move on through the story, throughout the week in the Wild by Nature speaker series, you will get to hear from some of Disney Animal Kingdom's animal experts, educators, and conservation heroes at the Parks Theater in the Wild learning about the ways Disney's own conservation experts are working to save the planet and its wildlife. So that all sounds like really, really fun stuff. Yeah, that's all, that, that would be amazing. Yeah, if you happen to be uh, heading out to the Walt Disney World Resort, you probably want to check this out. Even one more reason and much more interesting, like I wish I was going to this part <laughs> of it, is that you can also get an insider's view from their own Walt Disney Imagineer, Joe Rohde. By the way, uh, great picture from... Our friends uh, Justin and Sam from Monday Morning Mile ran into Joe Rody. No, not jelly, <laughs> not jelly at all. Uh, out at, uh, I think they were at the Nomad Lounge when they ran into him or Tiffins. Anyway, he is one of the driving forces behind the past, present, and future of Disney's Animal Kingdom. And Joe will delight guests again this year with his Tiffins talks, featuring a spectacular four-course meal and a lively discussion on Joe's research trips and personal exhibitions 
uh, from a life dedicated to exploration. Now, registration for those Tiffin Talks opens up on February 18th, and I'm willing to bet those will go pretty yeah. quickly. So if you have any interest on in going to those, you'll probably want to jump in that on February 18th. I'm sorry if you're listening to this after February 18th and you missed out, but you might want to check. You never know. Someone might cancel, or it may there may be some slots open, but mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure it's going to go pretty quickly. Yeah, that would be so a blast yeah though. uh Jeez. that would be cool i wish we were going to be out there yeah. to hear him talk i mean that is his part right i mean joe roadie's done so many great things uh for the walt disney company for disney imagineering but uh that park is kind of his part yeah it, you know it's just amazing to see you know when you look at especially like talking about tiffins and looking at the artwork there and just so many wonderful details that you know he brought to that fine Dining establishment. That fine dining establishment. By the way, another thing uh, Joe Rody's kind of doing is, I, I, this is a story we kind of skipped past us last week. Actually, I had it in our docket of stories to go through, but we were running long, so I just kind of skipped over it. But they do have a new website up for Disney's Lighthouse Point, which is going to be the new kind of uh, private destination for Disney Cruise Line that they're opening up in the Bahamas here. Nice. And they're kind of doing some construction mm-hmm. on it. Yep. Uh, a lot of that is on the the new website, including some stuff from Joe Rody on there, who is doing a lot of the development for that site as well. Wow, that makes sense. And especially since uh, with this location, they're also incorporating artists from the areas to, you know, help develop the, the, the look of that private island and it, and just some of the, you know, initial artwork that we saw, it looks spectacular. Mm-hmm. And they want to, yeah, they also are trying to be sure that uh, they're meeting it, uh, con- you know, in a uh, conservation wise, making sure that they're, yes, of course, they're going to be changing this to be a place for, uh, for cruise goers right. to, to visit on, you know, the very many Disney ships that are there's many more coming. Uh, however, they also still want to make sure that they're keeping the environmental aspect of it going smoothly. And so, and, and Joe Rody, obviously that's a big thing that he's involved with. So I'm, right. you know, it's another great reason why he is uh, part of sure. the rebuilding in that part of the island. So uh, one more thing from the story about uh, uh, Disney Animal Kingdom Park is that on Earth Day, if you can't make it out to the park, Disney's Animal Kingdom will also be one of the places featured in the global live television event, Born Wild, Earth Day Live, simulcast on National Geographic and Nat Geo Wild on April 22nd. So you can oh, kind of, nice. you know, if you're at home, kind of just check in on the festivities yeah. there going around the world, but right. yeah, also at Disney Animal Kingdom. Super cool. Yeah, that is very cool. So uh, moving on to the next story, we just talked about, you know, the celebration going on at Disney's Animal Kingdom Park. Well, it was also just happened to be Valentine's Day yesterday from when we we're recording this. And maybe some of you out there or maybe you know somebody who happened to get engaged on Valentine's Day. It just happens to happen. Yeah, from that's time a popular to time. day. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, and maybe that person that got engaged is a bit of a Disney fan. They kind of like their Disney. Maybe they're even thinking about doing a Disney wedding. Well, there's possibly more good news for you. <laughs> maybe not great news for your pocketbook, but it's a wedding. I mean, we know how much these cost. We were caterers. We yeah. see how many bunch of people will spend <laughs> right. on weddings. Uh, this was just announced. Disney wedding dresses are coming this year. Wow. Yes, Disney-inspired wedding dresses. Again, from the Disney Parks blog, 
If you're dreaming of walking down the aisle in a Disney princess character inspired dress, your dream can now come true with new Disney fairy tale weddings with the new Disney fairy tale weddings collection from Allure Bridals. The elegant collection features 16 gowns inspired by the style and the spirit of Disney princess characters such as Ariel, Aurora, Belle, Jasmine, Cinderella, Pocahontas, Rapunzel, Tiana, Snow White. Uh, and the, the, you can see, Michelle, you can see some of the pictures here, that's some a, of the inspired those, dresses. Those are amazing. There's wow, yeah. One that's kind of a mermaid right, style. Yes. I'm sure that must be Ariel. There's Belle's. It looks it's, it's like a white right. version of her gold gown, yeah. you know, from the, the, the dance scene. Um, oh, cool. Beautiful. Look at Tiana's. It's you know nice. Tiana's dress is kind of green and Princess and the right. Frog. This one's white, but it, it's got it's bejeweled on the side, kind of like yeah. uh, hers is. It's, yeah, they, it definitely has the touch of those princesses. Yeah, they're they're beautiful, beautiful. Yes. At least from the uh, conceptual art here, beautiful dresses. So, uh, the Disney Fairy Tale Wedding uh, Collection will be available at select bridal boutiques across the country. Seven of the 16 styles will be featured exclusively at Kleinfeld Bridal Stores in New York and Toronto as the Disney Fairy Tale Weddings Platinum Collection, including the gorgeous Tiana Platinum Gown, which we were just talking mm -hmm. about, which embodies both Tiana's practicality and creativity in an elegant ball gown design covered in bayou-inspired shimmering vines and blossoms. Go to Disney Parks blog and check out some right. of the artwork for it. They are beautiful dresses. I'm sure they're not cheap. <laughs> but they, you know, if you want to go and every look, most brides want to be a princess on right. their wedding day. Here you can kind of live that princess dream. Nice, yeah. Uh, and uh, you know, stunning. they're really cool and very yeah, like you said, that's a good word for it, very stunning wedding wedding dresses. Nice. So, you know, yeah, nice, it can you know. make your your Disney wedding that much more themed yes there's disney on top of disney <laughs> on top of disney but even it's a way to bring even if you're not getting married at a disney resort true or it's a it, it is a way to bring a little touch of disney your disney love to your wedding wherever it may be across the country around the world right so. i wonder if they're going to do a groom's line yeah <laughs> <laughs> the twenty dollar tux is enough for the groom. What does it mean much? What are you talking about? It's, it's the, of course, though, I know I want to be a princess. Right? You know, we are. You know, we are about to go on our vacation. If I haven't mentioned vacation in a while, and it does happen to be our fifteenth anniversary. Yeah, pretty on our must uh, be on the, our fifteenth anniversary. Must, that's going to be a must be. Yes, we need to look into this. Definitely, all, I do always want to be the next Disney princess. So. <laughs> you already are. I was. I haven't seen if they have a hashtag real men love frozen one in Ooh. here, but uh, maybe if that comes out, it might cinch the yeah, deal. Yeah, right. So, exactly. Anyway. As we move on. Yes, it, <laughs> we've gone completely off the rails. Let's, we. <laughs> as usual, I have gone completely off the rails. Uh, let's wrap up our show as we always do with our vacation tips. We always like to go over some sort of tip that might help you on your next vacation, whether it be a Disney Cruise Line -like vacation like we're going on, Walt Disney World Resort, Disneyland, whatever the case may be. And we always start with Michelle, one, because she would look gorgeous in one of these gowns, <laughs> Thank but you. also she's just wonderful, special, uh, everything that's great in the world. And she always has the very best tips. So let's get right to it. Here is Michelle's tip of the week. You're so sweet. Well, my tip it's gonna it's probably even a little bit more than a tip this time um but i wanted to talk about food allergies and sensitivities and just food requests in general at the disney parks and just going to go through a few things um 
Walt Disney World, and then I'll then I'll touch base a little bit about Disneyland. So first of all, most of their um, their quick service and table service locations, you know, will accommodate the common ones, you know, like eggs, fish, gluten, milk, peanuts, soy, um, wheat, you know. they're already ready for you and able to handle that. You know, they do want you to, you know, give them that information, especially uh, when you arrive to the location. Uh, Sometimes they'll have a different menu altogether to show you or different items on the menu, or sometimes they're adjusting the, the existing menu, but just let them know that and they're, you know, they're ready to handle that. And actually, if you're mobile ordering, you can indicate that in the customize your selection portion of the order. Now, sometimes you might want to know what it is that they have that would meet those qualifications. So you might actually have to do a little research, whether it's going to the restaurant or, you know, different places online might have what their menu is. And then you can mobile order it and put that in that comment section down there. Um, So anyways, that's with the food allergies and sensitivities. Now, there are some people whose who's, um, dietary needs are a little bit more extensive than that. You know, they might have um, things such as, you know, with, their, with diabetes or gastric bypass, lap bands, low carb, low fat, low sodium, no sugar, plant-based options. Although the plant-based options are pretty much more, much more common now. But with some of those other ones, you can actually uh, communicate through Disney these requests in advance and they have a web uh, not a website they have an email address and you can find it on their website but it's special period diets at disneyworld.com so special dot diets at disneyworld.com you know so let's say you book a, a reservation at a at one of the the restaurants you can send them an email and let them know like you know do you have certain intolerance um, above and beyond what some of the normal ones are. Um, and they'll help you, they'll respond to that and, and help you with that. So that's a, a resource that you can go. So um, I would recommend if you have those issues, get in contact with them. If your dietary requirements are such that you'd need kosher meals, they can accommodate that at table service and some of their quick service restaurants. Uh, They do ask for 24-hour advance uh, notification so that they can coordinate that. Um, Again, this information is on the Disney website, uh, but the number is 407-824-1391. And so you can let them know that, you know, you're you're interested in having a kosher meal selected for what restaurant you're going to. If you're getting a kosher meal at a buffet, what they will do is they will give you one meal. So it won't be like the all you care to eat, but you will be able to still secure a kosher meal at one of the buffet locations. Um, So that's how that goes. And then some of the, they do have some uh, quick service uh, theme park and resort hotel locations that do have Uh, some kosher meals without notification. And those include Satuli Satuli Canteen Mm -hmm. at Animal Kingdom Theme Park, ABC Commissary at Disney Hollywood Studios, and Cosmic Rays Satellite Cafe at Magic Kingdom. 
really good news, if you're kosher, is that the Mickey Premium ice cream bars are kosher. Oh, that's important. I know, right? So anyways, and the the last category is uh, people, and I might be pronouncing this wrong, is halal meals. Mm -hmm. Um, They can be accommodated at select table restaurants. And uh, again, they need at least 24 hours advance notice, calling the same phone number, 407-824-1391. If you get the newsletter, we'll include that. For other restaurants, you can, again, email the special diets at DisneyWorld.com and correspond with them through that. Great. That, uh, Michelle's tips are always the best tips, and this <laughs> is one of the best ones because I think it's really important right now. I mean, it's so important that you, when you go to most of the uh, the table sit-down restaurants right. within Disney that they will ask you right out front, uh, do you have any allergies? Right, exactly. You know? And it goes beyond that. And it's it's really important. There are a lot of people that have sensitivities or allergies or they are doing different diet plans because of diabetes or whatever, kosher, halal. Right. There are so many different reasons to kind of you know have this and it's it's great that disney is being inclusive to everybody right. i think that's extremely important right and it's good for people to know that if i'm going to disney i'm not gonna be able to find anything to eat that i will be able to eat well that's not true you can they are doing their best to make sure that everybody is accommodated right now at disneyland it's it's pretty similar uh the one thing about disneyland in their app is for the the more common, you know, either sensitivities or um, allergies, they actually have listed in the menus what they have available for you. Um, but if you have any questions, you can call them at 714-781-DINE. Uh, or they also have the special diets email address, but it's at Disneyland.com. So it's special.diets at Disneyland.com. Um, and the only other real difference is uh, the, the halal meals. Uh, they don't have restaurants at Disneyland or downtown Disney district that are halal certified. Uh, but what they would offer you then are vegetarian and seafood options. So um, again, if you sign up for the newsletter, you can get this information and, and where to contact. But like like you said, honey, it's just good to know that there are dietary options that you might not automatically think you can get at a theme park. And Disney does do their best to try to accommodate that. Yeah, it's one of the things. I mean, I think if you think of Disney from... Let's just go back like 15, maybe 20 years ago. You think you go to Disney, it's just all junk food. It's burgers, it's right. fries, it's chicken fingers. It's, and there still is that. If you want that, that's sure. great. There's plenty of that. But Disney has become so much better at giving healthy options, of getting options that are available for everybody with different dietary needs. Uh, it's it's And also, you know, just some more adventurous and interesting options. Really good food, not just right. your standard burger and fries. Again, they have some good standard burger. They have some not so good standard burgers, <laughs> but they also have some really good standard burgers and fries and stuff. But there's also all these interesting dishes, all these interesting restaurants. Go out there, try them all, check it out, and find your favorite spots because there is great food within the Disney parks and resorts. Right. So even if you haven't had an opportunity in advance to notify them of some of these dietary requests. Um, when you get to the, re- to the restaurant, 
do make your requests known. They may at last minute not be able to accommodate, but they may be able to do some things for you. So at least ask. Uh, but again, if you're planning this in advance, you have some ways to contact them and to really help facilitate what you're looking for. Yeah, do it right off the bat when you check in. A lot of times the chef will come out and talk with right. you and make sure that he has exactly everything clear. Last thing they want to do is uh, throw off any of your food sensitivities, especially if it's a real allergy where right. something could be dangerous. They definitely want to avoid that. So they'll come out and talk with you, clarify exactly what you can and cannot eat, and they will present you with something that's pretty tasty. I'm yes, sure. yeah. exactly. So Michelle's tip, always the best <laughs> tip. Oh, you're so sweet. My tip of the week, I'm going to be talking about the attraction that most at Disney parks that most people don't really think about. I mean, you won't find it uh, when you're looking on any of the maps they hand out or on the My Disney Experience app or the Disneyland app or mm. whatever. It's the kind of the unknown attraction of Disney that really everybody takes part in and what it is people watching oh yeah disney parks is are one of the best spots anywhere for people watching and it's something you should take part in every single time you are visiting yeah, the that's parks true. whether it's you know just taking a spot on a bench just to relax for a little bit whether it's just you know while you're in a queue waiting to go in there people watching is an excellent part of being at the Disney parks and look forward to it because it's amazing. I love it. Right. I you mean, know? yeah, that's true. Cause you can find anything from something that is just super hilarious to some of the most adorable things that happen, especially when there's kids around and characters and things. Yeah. It's really enjoyable. Again, it's, you know, when you're planning out your Disney trip, you're already planning out your fast pass plus options. You're planning all your, your ADRs, you know, you're planning all this stuff where you're going to go with here, there, or whatever. We always tell you every once in a while, slow down, take a moment for the parks. You know, as Michelle always says, her very best tip is look up, mm -hmm. look around and experience things. And looking is also, you know, enjoying the people that are around you. And whether it's, like I said, taking a spot on a bench somewhere and just enjoying the people passing by, or whether it's during, say, food and wine festival and you're at one of those wonderful trash can tabletops enjoying <laughs> the food and beverage, you know. Um, just sit there and, you know, and have a sip of your drink and snack on your food and just enjoy watching the people go by or, you know, meeting, mingling with the characters or whatever the case may be. It is an underrated part of your Disney vacation and you should take advantage of it every single time you're there. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and like you said, it's, even though it's not an attraction, it's a way to enjoy the park. And, you know, most of the time what you're seeing are people who are happy. They're, they're there either, you know, with their families or for special occasions or whatever the reason and having a good time and just soak up that positivity. Yeah, definitely. Disney is a wonderful place. Uh, you know, it's a, it's a great place to get wonderful energy and watching these people. I mean, the, uh, we love watching kids yes. interact with, I mean, one of our favorite things to do is they go, cause we're, we're, we're lucky out here in, in, uh, Disneyland, Disney California adventure park is, uh, we get to mingle with the Marvel characters yes. there and seeing the Captain America, Captain America or Spider-Man, right. uh, interact with some of the kids they get down right to their level and they talk to oh, them and it's so, it's just a joy. It is just it a is. joy. Uh, whether you have kids that you can do this with in person or whether you can just sit and enjoy this and watching right. somebody else's kid do it uh, because it is 
fun and it will brighten up your day for oh, sure. Most definitely. And like, we like to see those characters too. So a lot of times while we're just standing in the queue waiting to, to meet Captain America and watching, like you said, watching them interact with the kids or the families, it is precious. Mm -hmm. It is so good. It is so good. So, good tip, honey. Thank you. And not quite as good as your tip, but <laughs> oh, no, uh, just something great. that I, I want to remind people of when they're yeah. planning out your Disney vacation. Yeah, appreciate is, That is the unknown That's right. Disney attraction. So thanks for joining us this week. Next week, uh, we just talked about Food and Wine Festival. Well, we're going to take a little look forward and tell you why you should go out of your way to attend the 2020 Disney California Adventure yeah. Food and Wine Festival, which is coming up here very quickly. We are going to talk about all about that and let you know if you've never experienced it, why you may want to get those tickets and get out there and uh, check it out for yourself. Yeah, and especially now that they've elongated the time frame that they have it. Mm -hmm, so good. So uh, we appreciate that you joined us today. In the future, you can find us most everywhere you get podcasts. Or the very best place to find us is on our own website, HyperionAdventuresPodcast.com. And while you're there, why don't you just take a little moment and sign up for the newsletter. Yeah, and you'll get all that great information that we gave today in terms of phone numbers and email addresses, but also a lot of fun and interesting things that Tom puts together and... Like he said, you'll be the first to hear about things coming up. Yep. And we do have some things in the works that will be coming up before you know it, at least before I know it, <laughs> because it's like, seems like it's coming up quickly, honey, but we are looking forward to it. You can also follow us on social media. On Twitter, we are at Hyperion Podcast, Facebook, Instagram, and Pinterest at Hyperion Adventures Podcast. And if you ever want to contact us for any questions about, especially, I mean, I know the DVC stuff was a lot, uh, but we have uh, many other things. If you want to suggest topics, whatever the case may be, please email us at HyperionAdventuresPodcast at gmail.com. Right. And the one last thing we want to really uh, request is please tell a friend about our podcast. Yes. Please tell a friend. It's the best way for people to find out about this show. Tell them you like this show. It's kind of weird. They confuse me many times, <laughs> or at least he does. But thank goodness Michelle <laughs> is there to get things straightened out near the end every single time. Uh, but we like this show. You'll like it too. So please do that if you get a chance. That's it for this week. Thank you for listening to the Hyperion Adventures podcast. We look forward to sharing some time with you again next week. Until that time, I'm Tom. I'm Michelle. And we hope that you have a magical